Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, Mazodcast is now on Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can join our Patreon page and get extra content from the guys, outtakes from the show, and any insider news that we have, we provide it there first. It doesn't cost much and your support helps the show. Join the Mazodcast Patreon and be part of the team. Here are our secrets. That's right. Slam. This bug's for you, Mizzou. They are carving up this LSU defense. They don't get no better than that, man. He's racked up to short middle Beatty with the catch, and he's going to jet his way into the end zone. Missouri touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left sideline around the man. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans. Welcome to the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is my longtime brother, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dum? And we were going to have a big show about, oh, Texas and Oklahoma and SEC expansion. But uh, a few minutes ago, that all changed, and it's the middle of July. But we've actually got sports to talk about, Colin. I mean, you've heard the news, right? Yeah, uh, Jim Sturt. (laughs) That's right. Out of nowhere. Out of left field, Jim Sterk has stepped down as Missouri's athletic director just before the football season begins. But before we want to get into all of that, I do want to introduce our guest from the J-Boy Show podcast. Jake Crane is on. Jake, thanks for being on the Green Room live show with us. Hey, man, definitely. I appreciate you guys having me on. Heard a lot of good things. And yeah, you know, I guess I uh, just bring bring the storms that change with me as well. Who knows what's going to happen next? <laughs> yeah, we were going to talk a lot of SEC expansion. I say before we get too deep into this, I want to tell uh, Jake that did a really good job with the interview of Drinkwitz. I really enjoyed that. You guys had a good rapport. Oh man, I, I really appreciate that. You know, uh, I was lucky enough to coach for nine years, uh, six at the Division One level, and ran into uh, Coach Drink a couple of times. But no, man, we uh, we just talk ball, we chop it up, and I like what he's got going on there. I've always loved his personality, so it was good to catch up with him. And I got a Missouri helmet for the studio set, so it was a good week. I saw that you uh, were down at SEC Media Days down in Hoover, and they came through for you and got you that uh, to Mizzou helmet. Yeah, shout out Molly O'Mara. We did a little jersey swap. Uh, Coach Drink's supposed to be taking a picture in some J-Boy gear in the facility here soon and tag me in it, so I'm going to hold him to that. <laughs> if you all don't know who Jake is, why don't you give the guest a little bit of a background on who you are, and then yeah. we can get into yeah. uh, the rest of the show, because there is a lot going on tonight in the world of sports. No, no doubt. I'll be quick. Um, I played at South Alabama down in Mobile. Uh, got in coaching right after I got done playing. Uh, coached for the last nine years, uh, five of those at South Alabama. Uh, as well, uh, came back during the pandemic, was messing around, started a sports podcast, and it 
got big pretty quickly and uh now i'm here and i really don't have a ton of formal training we just get on and talk about you know stuff we talk about in the facility and then we cover recruiting as well so uh we're at the J boy show on twitter we're on instagram uh facebook and you can find our youtube channel uh on and we're on spotify and apple Podcasts. it's just the J boy show and yeah we you know have anybody from we cover the sec try to do it pretty equally we have everybody from trey wingo to, to coach drink on to eric musselman to, we had little sweet on for the dr forever commercial one time that was pretty cool so <laughs> we mixed it up dude you know what's crazy about that though and i don't mean to digress I didn't realize until right before the interview that Little Sweet from the Dr. Pepper commercial is really Justin Guarini, who lost to Kelly Clarkson in American Idol. Wow. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, on this show, uh, digressions are sort of a thing, so feel yeah. free. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm going to fit right in. Then. This, <laughs> this is my fastball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I figured way before we got into our athletic director stepping down we were probably going to get into dr pepper mascots i just expected (laughs) (laughs) of course man of course if you will indulge us jake uh, i think we have to get into the jim sturt news before the sec expansion stuff for our audience because i'm sure that's where people are going to be tuning in and i want to get this right out of the way quick uh colin and i don't know shit right this caught us completely out of left field yeah we didn't hear anything about this and usually we get at least some idea you know of rumblings about stuff, but wow, yeah, this is well. And I think just based on the reportings coming out from like Dave Matter and others, that it's a it was a surprise to everyone in his department. They were talking about everyone was like, "Holy crap!" I mean, they, they really. I guess there wasn't even any writing on the wall, so to speak. And as Jay, Jameson mentioned earlier, Stark had said that he wanted this to be his last stop. Of course, we hear athletic directors and coaches say stuff like that all the time when it doesn't come to be true. But there's there's something cooking behind this clearly, and it's sort of strange time of year, uh, strangely sort of sudden. You know, we'll find. I bet you before this podcast drops in the morning, we'll probably know more about the situation. But at this point, I just check our Twitter feed, and it is some rampant speculation based well, on. Well, I'll tell you what, hog shit. I, um, sort of reiterate what an awful person I am. When Brennan told me this initially, I go, God, I hope it's some weird sex stuff and not him leaving us for another school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really into sucking toes or something like Marvel. Oh, <laughs> well, hey, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll end up he'll end up at Liberty. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> if you, uh, if, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, Jim Stark, like, Hugh Freeze. Yeah, he thinks need to be choked to come as it gets him closer to Christ. So he's just like, hey, what the hell? Yeah, well, that's the Liberty uh, motto, I think. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, I don't know how you heard about this first jake but like for us it was just through social media posting that this had had dropped and all of the local media articles that i've consumed to this point don't have any whys it's just the statement that came out that it's true and official and that's all the news that anybody knows at this point but i have to think that the the local media anyway is scrambling for interviews right now Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you look at these things, timing is everything. And typically, if a move is going to be made, people within the department know that an interview's happened or there have been talks outside of that. It typically doesn't blindside people like this. So it just makes me, I tend to believe that this is something that happened very quickly. Maybe an opening popped up out of nowhere that was even more perfect than the place he wanted to say was going to be his last stop. 
you know, that's how I think it's going to go in case it, you know, I, I don't think it's something crazy, but uh, I just don't, timelines typically don't work like that in, in these positions of power. Uh, so I was surprised to see it kind of come out of nowhere. And again, we've been so busy focused on, you know, Texas and Oklahoma and all this uh, that it was kind of another whopper from left field. The strange thing is, is I, you know, he was uh, pretty well liked so far. He had raised a lot of money in the, the football team, hired Drinkowitz, which is to this point been viewed very positively. I mean, I feel like he was he hadn't done a crack up job like we'd won anything big when he'd been here. But um, I think people are generally positive about what he was doing. Um, I can't imagine that this is a situation where he's basically the, the university or and him were unhappy with each other or something. I feel like he must have got some job offer and by tomorrow morning, we're going to find out what school he thought was better than the current job. Well, Colin, you have to also remember a little bit, though, that Drinkwitz was not his choice, really, his first choice. And it got a little bit – he kind of got embarrassed a little bit whenever the oh, that's listed right. his candidates and the curator said, we don't like what we've got. And that yeah, was kind of a black right. on him. And then yeah, on top- As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. After that, there was also the, the Don Staley lawsuit, which... Was sort of an unforced error. You know, he basically yeah, kind of took a big steamy dump on Don Staley during the women's <laughs> basketball season, and she sued him and yeah. won the lawsuit and cost him mm-hmm. some money. And anyway, he's had a few missteps, but I will say that he his legacy, I think, will be the facility improvements, which you yeah. know, we had the $100 million south end zone expansion, and they're just about to break ground in October on this new practice facility. So you've got those two major facility upgrades and a lot of fundraising that uh, you know is a big deal in the booster world. So he's yeah. got, and then of course the real thing I think that he did is he he led us through the waters after Mizzou's 2015 protests where we were just in disarray all yeah. over the place. And um, you know now he he's led us to a stable footing. And here yeah, he's riding the ship. He's riding the ship. And I had forgotten about that, Brent. You made a lot of good points. I guess it wasn't all roses for him. I mean, well, I, I, guys, I don't, I don't mean to jump in here, but. Please. Yeah, please. But when you when when you have to start digging for reasons not to like a guy in that position, typically that means he did all right. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Guys suck. Typically, it's pretty easy to tell. You're like, yep, it's this, 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 and that. You know, and, and again, is he the greatest AD in the world? No. Uh, but you know, if you got to start digging, I guess you could say he did an all right job. Yeah. No, I'm not- I'm I'm for him, not again him. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not like it's not like uh, Jeff Long at Kansas, who was literally oh, having stripper poles and uh, yeah. Well, I keep and, saying, and, you know, I don't know if Les Miles is eating the grass or smoking it. Like, <laughs> I, I hope both. Yeah, yeah. probably. I, I do think this might be a good transition to Big Twelve talk because this is the. I mean, outside of the Mizzou universe, this is the big story. Obviously, Texas and Oklahoma, not just because they're looking to join the SEC, but because it disrupts the entire structure of college football, and really, I think further undermines the NCAA, really. But the one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about is really been Texas A&M's reaction, what your thoughts were, because obviously 
they came out strong opposed to Texas joining the conference specifically. But I'm just going to hear your thoughts, and I'll circle back because I have my own about Texas A&M. Go ahead, Jake. You'll know more yeah. than me. Um, you know, at first, I, I thought they had a right to be a, a, a little bit upset. You know, and again, you got to understand that 10 years ago, there's there was a gentleman's agreement between A&M and the SEC, but that was between Mike Slive uh, and not Greg Sankey. That if Texas ever tried or they were going to expand and try to get Texas, then they would have to get the approval of A&M for it to happen. And not only did they not do that, and again, Greg Sankey didn't make that deal, so I, I can understand. They talked to him for six months without letting everybody know. Uh, and I understand him being upset at first, but, you know, I think sooner than later, I mean, you got to just stay and fight. You know, within the, you, you got to stay and fight. I mean, you were you were here. They're following you. The little brother narrative doesn't work anymore, and you got a better roster than they do right now. So, if I was them, I'd want to play them every year. It's like me, uh, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, if I'm an Auburn or I'm an Alabama, whatever happens, we, they want to play each other. Like like they regardless. So uh, I think A and M will be fun. Yeah, yeah, they'll be fine. And I think that um, I mean. For me, Texas is only one good coaching hire away. They've got too much of a fan base, too much money, and too much, you know, cachet as a blue chip program. I mean, they're they're always a good coaching hire away from being really, really good. So there's been some sentiment that, you know, will Texas, you know, hang in the SEC? Well, certainly, you know, the Alabamas, the world is still going to kick a hole in them like they do everybody else. But Texas can very quickly become competitive, whether they're in the Big 12 or the SEC or whatever. They're just one of those programs that's a coach away. They just can't hire a fucking coach. But um, <laughs> but yeah. I, I think that Texas A&M, like, it's business. They're going to get over it. This isn't about who makes the most sense, even though Oklahoma and Texas, to me, do make the most sense. This is about expanding the footprint, expanding the cachet, money, oh, yeah. you know, eyeballs. I mean, they, they well, yeah, get all of yeah. the feeling stuff. If you're the if you're the SEC, there's no reason not to do this. Why would you not do it? I, I'll tell you guys this, and I talk about this in, in the show we drop tomorrow. The year to remember is 2023. Now, I think I think they're going to be playing uh, in the conference in the 2022-2023 season because the Big 12 or the the Happy Ten or whatever you want to call it now uh, are the unhappy ten, I guess. They don't want a lame duck team in that conference for more than one year. Look at what happened with A&M. They got in a lot quicker than other people thought. Also, the SEC's contract with CBS ends in 2023. So this is all going to Disney. The Longhorn. Well, actually, I think it doesn't end until 25, doesn't it? No, it's 2023. They're going to, they're not going to renew it 2023. Uh, and that's the same year, uh, total coincidence that we go to a 12 team playoff and the same year that Texas and Oklahoma will be officially out of the Big 12. So what I think you're going to see is that the ESPN Plus is going to start being juiced up a lot more with SEC stuff, other sports, uh, but it's going to be individually channeled where Missouri has their own channel. You can go watch uh, Missouri volleyball or Missouri softball or whatever, whatever. I think we're moving toward that way. Well, well I know this, that people, some people are still questioning whether it's actually going to happen. And if the reporting is true, they've they have said they are willing to give up the uh, Longhorn Network. And the Longhorn Network had a three hundred million dollar like twenty year contract, and they're only ten years through it. So they're leaving one hundred and fifty million on the board just to go to the SEC. So that tells you that's, that it's a pretty serious thing. This is in all likelihood going to happen. Well, I think the SEC Network is going to go from about seven billion worth to about fourteen billion worth. Because don't think that these schools, just like you said, aren't getting paid off this. Somebody that they, they may quad Drupal that money to do it. And I would be shocked if Steve Sarkeesian didn't know this was happening before he took this job. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to uh, jump back and, and say that I think that Texas A&M 
could smell this in the water. They're crying about not having any idea this was going on. But I think pretty much the entire college football universe knew something was cooking. Texas A&M did this. Drinkowitz did this. When Drinkowitz talked about going to places that weren't SEC and selling SEC. And that, and if and another thing that you hear out of Texas is that Texas was having trouble recruiting ever since A and M brought the SEC brand into Texas. Missouri had a strong presence in Texas recruiting before uh, they in, when they're in the Big Twelve, and it just continued even in the SEC, even though they've changed conferences. And so you had Missouri and A and M open up this Texas Pandora's box. They made recruiting harder on Texas, and Texas said, "If you can't beat them, we'll join them." And uh, mm-hmm. now here we are. Well, I, and I just think that Texas a and kind of being whiny bitches about it a little bit because, like you said, Jake, I mean, I agree. Like, they've got every right to be upset. I mean, if this, if, if I was in this situation, if I was a Texas A&M fan, I wouldn't want Texas joining. I wouldn't like it. But at the end of the day, look at where Texas A&M sits. Like you were saying, they sit in the SEC, the one most stable conference where money is just flowing out of a tap and only gets yep. Thicker, and would you do? I feel worse for A and M, or do I feel worse for Oklahoma State or I don't know, <laughs> Iowa State? You know, who, who's which situation would you rather yeah. be in? Have like, fun in the fucking Mountain up, West, guys. Yeah, yeah, suck it up, A and M. You're in a lot better situation than a lot of folks are. And and look, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I I think the people that say, oh well, now. T- the SEC logo is going to help Texas recruiting that much. There should never be a problem recruiting in Texas. I mean, you're literally one of the biggest brands uh, in the country and really in the world. If you think well, that about comes down to that coach today. situation again. Yeah, I mean, and and look, Tom Herman was a dud. Steve Sarkeesian, we're going to see. But it's almost like the Tennessee administration and the Texas administration, you know, share secret notes with each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's hire terrible, terrible coaches so we can't yeah. succeed. Well, it's almost like it's a game. It's almost like like somebody was like, "Listen, guys, like we're so bored about you know having all these resources and just having these huge advantages. What if we just hire the worst coaches possible <laughs> and just see if we could win? Yeah. Just to see if we could win. Yeah, yeah. The that notes that they're sharing, like, yeah, worked with know Ted about Lasso. Football. Very little. <laughs> the notes I, that they're sharing are written in crayon. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am 12. <laughs> yeah. It, I, and I'll tell you this. You know, I know you you spent a lot of time in Alabama, but we were in the Big 12 with the Texas Longhorns for a long time. And we can tell you a little bit about uh, the Longhorns. And one thing you'll know about them is their fans suck. They're uh, called them the latte fans. You know, they, they show up when the weather's nice enough. And uh, they bitch about everything and want their way in all situations and just make life horns down, Brennan. Yeah, they cry about stuff like that. Yeah. And so then, is that a is that still going to be? I don't think the SEC is going to be like, no, nah, that's not a penalty here, man. Y'all got y'all got to grow up. Oh I no! Sure hope so. One of our guys already had said, you know, like, hey, if you can't handle horns down, I don't think you're going to do too well. Yeah, in case Cook said that, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's that right. That that media days, yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. The other thing to know about Texas is they that school has money. Like, I mean, the SEC, the teams are the best in the nation, but they poor compared to Texas money. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that yeah. is well, I mean, it's just math. Real money. Yeah. You know, and Texas A&M does a little something about this. You sit on a field of oil. And uh, <laughs> yeah. you literally have oil derricks on your campus. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> you got Daniel Day Lewis running around there trying to find spots. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Texas not, brings money and they bring media markets, and Oklahoma uh, does that too. And that's you know, 
that's the problem. Not all these teams, these uh, school successful, but you got to have something to bring to the table. Like that's why the problem with most of those Big Twelve schools is. I mean, people are like, "Why Missouri over the, some of those others?" Well, Missouri's got Kansas City. They got St. Louis. St. Louis, and, that's exactly right. If you, and if you combine Columbia and Jefferson City and the surrounding area, there's another quarter of a million eyeballs right there. I mean, it's got it's got eyeballs. And you go to you know Iowa State, it's like, what do they bring? There's you know. Kansas State does not have a media yeah, market. They, they got a lot of corn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Like, listen, I mean, we'll give you all the corn in the state of Iowa to join the SEC. The Jayhawks <laughs> have a basketball team, and they have the Kansas City market. So they at least are somewhat marketable. But, I mean, yeah, most of the yeah. Big 12 that's going to be left over is going to be in some trouble, I think. Yeah, full, full disclosure, in my younger coaching days, uh, when I was coaching junior college, I was out there at Fort Scott, Kansas, not too far away from Kansas City. You know, so I know a little bit about it out there. Well, you'll know that the Kansas football program is also a festering pile of horse manure. Um, (laughs) You know, I wonder if Kansas would do better just like folding the football program and just selling basketball. Well, I mean, they're paying guys to leave, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, listen, I I think they're still paying the lug nuts on your car, but we'll give you 40 grand just to go away. Typically, it's the other (laughs) way around. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. I heard they shot $40,000 at him with Snoop Dogg's money gun. Dude. <laughs> dude, can you believe that? Can you believe they did that at that halftime? Dude, everything I Kansas just, does is crazy. Dude, well, it's like at the chain of command, was somebody not like, wait a minute, guys? Like, that, mean, that just means nobody looked at it. Like, nobody looked at it at all. And they're like, all right, you know, it sounds like a good time. You guys knock it out. And like, just one person would have looked at it. <laughs> Kansas is the Florida man of college of major division one college universities. You know what I mean? Like they've got they're hiring less miles with weird sex stuff and eating grass and with his weird orange hair that's obviously dyed. And then before that they had Charlie Weiss and yeah, uh, Charlie Weiss you know, was they, sitting on a cooler on the sideline. They hired, I'm not gonna, they hired a guy who used to like, run a zoo as one of their fucking ADs. It's like we hired him. He had some great experience. He worked for Enron for six years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, you know when your school isn't like getting beaten up with NCAA sanctions, but the fucking FBI is after you. you know, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a, a problem. Few issues. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think we need to tweet that out, Brendan. Kansas is the Florida man of Division One college. Sports it needs a little. It needs a little learning, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. I guess everything in the college wor- football world has been in flux, and in, in Mizzou's world, it just got even more in flux. Like we, there's nothing. The, the floor seemed very, very stable heading into the football season, and now it's just like the rug has been completely pulled out from under us. But I, at the end of the day, I wonder, like, what does this mean for Mizzou? Like, whoever comes to replace Jim Sterk is going to come into a pretty decent situation. I mean, Missouri's biggest problem, I think, as an athletic department right now is that they've been in the red. You know, they, they've been not making money the last couple of years, but the hope is that post COVID there's going to be money flowing in. And now well, Brendan, we- there is a, there is a way this could be bad. I mean, there definitely is a way this could be bad. And I'm not, and the only reason I say that is because if they break the, if they break the, uh, 
conference into pods. I mean, we could uh, get really, we could get really clubbed in a, if they put you in the wrong pod. And so yeah. well, and it doesn't help to not have a, lo- a representative in those meetings now when they're discussing how this is going to be split up w- with the new conference. Well, you know, what, yeah. can, can guys, can, can I be honest from just a guy that grew up in Auburn, we're all fans of somebody. I just know that they're going to put Auburn with Alabama and they're not going to screw Nick Saban over at all. So we're right now I'm hearing if they do go pods, Auburn, Alabama, Vandy, and Tennessee, we'll take that 10 out of 10 times. <laughs> I'm sure that you will. I, my thought is that, you know, the, the old guard SEC, obviously they, they have no interest in Mizzou and don't understand why we're here. We're just the total outlier. Texas A&M sort of came in and we're, they're fine with, but they're still new blood. I, I can definitely see them wanting to put a pod where it's just like the old Big 12 schools, all four of them. But I've seen that. To the, the, old the oily four. But don't you think A&M <laughs> will just, just fight that tooth and nail? Like, we didn't even want them in the conference. Tonight. Well, I bet that's what – I bet there'll be a bargaining chip for their vote. Or, or, you know, no pushback, no lawsuits. It's like, listen, if we'll keep them out of your pod, we'll keep them out of your conference, how we're going to break this down, will you just stay out of the way? Because A&M's got to know this is a train they can't get off the tracks, and they might as well – Distort something from them. I think would think at the very least they could avoid being stuck, you know, in the same pod or same side of the conference. Well, I I I tend to disagree. I think A and M has no leverage. I mean, they got they got no leverage at all. I mean, they, no, I agree know, with that. I just see uh, it as a concession. I might think. I mean, I mean, I guess they could. Would, well, I mean, this is the same people that basically didn't tell A and M they were talking to Texans for six months. <laughs> I don't think Sankey cares. Like, I don't think he's gonna be like, all right, guys, what do you want? I think what they want to do is put the best rivalries in the best pods. That's why I think you're going to see Auburn-Alabama in the same pod. You're probably going to see Texas and Texas A&M in the same pod. If Florida State came in the came in the conference, I promise you they'd be in a pod with Florida. You know what, But though? Tennessee and Vandy in the same pod, it's just I think they're going to try the and set thing, the rivalries up. The only thing I, I, I wonder about that is because when you're trying to make a college football playoff system, you can't put all these big boys in the same conference who are going to, they're going to slug each other to death and they're going to knocking themselves out of the playoffs. <laughs> Doug, that's the SEC now, bro, but now it's going to 12. You know? Yeah. It's going to I mean, to. it's going to 12. So it, it kind of coincides. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's fine, but I just can't imagine they wouldn't go, man, do we really want a really good Auburn team and a really good Alabama team to have to slug it out in the own, and, and one of them not make the playoff system? I don't know. It, that, it's probably with a pod system, there's probably not enough games for that really to happen if they were a really good team, but it just, I just feel like that would be Auburn and Alabama together. Yeah, would be well, awesome with the pod, you fans, make them have but, to play. You make them have to play. Like yeah. if they're outside the pod, then they they don't. You, there's too many teams, and they're going to yeah. add another conference game. We're going to nine conference games. That's got to happen. And I, hope I so. think Tennessee fans will definitely be um, miffed with you considering Vanderbilt as their rival in their pod. Yeah. Well, know, I mean, look at the Tennessee numbers. I mean, who they? I, I mean, you guys know. Hey. Who, who else is it? Tennessee State. I mean, I, I'm running Middle Tennessee. <laughs> Memphis, I'm running out. No, of- no, no. Their yeah. rival is. They're so good. Their rival isn't even Alabama. It's Godzilla. So we just don't get it, guys. We don't get how good Tennessee is. We don't get it. It's always 1998 in Knoxville. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You guys, Alabama ain't got nothing on Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah, they do think that they're hot shit. And, uh, yeah, Vanderbilt's beat them. I can't – I bet – Vanderbilt has had more wins against Tennessee in the last 10 years than they had in the 90 years preceding that. No, that, no, no, no. Uh, they're literally like three and three the last six games. Like, I'm yeah. not just joking. Yeah, I know. It's uh, like t- Tennessee has fallen. We always compare Tennessee to Nebraska. 
now in the Big Ten is teams that think they're hot shit but haven't been for many decades. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Nebraska, do you think they're looking back now? Like, told you guys. <laughs> like, well, well, I think, like, I think, I think that guy who, like, Missouri's told you, doing. who told you your girlfriend was crazy. Not that Nebraska's doing any, any better, but like, it's like, listen, I think your girlfriend's crazy. And you're like, nah, man, like, she's not crazy. And then he just leaves it alone for two years. And then you find her like, you know, eating spiders in the side of the room like Emily Rose, and you're just like, oh, God, you know. Wow. Yeah. Well, how do you think we feel? I mean, we're, yeah. we're, yeah. we're in a catbird seat, man. That's just That's like true. you don't have to worry about any of well, this shit. We got and as a, to get was good. And as a Big 12 fan for so many years, like these teams that didn't leave were truly had to be stunned. I mean, the Big 12 ran like shit all the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was always a fucking joke. The fucking, they were constantly, well, they've done it. They continue to do it. They change the rules of their league. How many games they're going to play. Do they need a championship game? Do they not need a championship game? 10 years ago, Texas jammed their greasy dick into the big 12 to get or to the, the rest of those guys. They did. They did to, to, to get more, like, get more shit. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, we're looking, they started winking at the SEC and then the Big 12 does it again. They like, there's literally reports out there that they're going to give them a share and a half. You know, yeah. basically just keep giving them extra. And I'm like, God, you guys have no self-respect. This and is they've ridiculous. Learned, <laughs> they haven't learned anything in 10 years. That's yeah, the I mean, they just – Texas fucked you over 10 years ago by winking at the SEC. Now they're officially fucking you over. Wake up. That's what doing. You'd be better yeah. off in the Mountain West. You'd be better off. When we were leaving the conference – for some reason, the narrative got changed amongst the old Big 12 schools that were bitter, namely Kansas, that Missouri was somehow the orchestrator of all these things. And I'm like, you know what? College football conferences, I love my Tigers, but they don't realign because of Missouri. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah, like, yeah, like Missouri was like, Missouri just came to the door and just knocked on like, guys, I've got a crazy idea, but it might just be crazy enough to work. And everybody's like, come on in now. Come on. They're like, listen to Missouri's idea. It's fantastic. No, they said, Missouri? Let's see. You've got more eyes because of major metropolitan areas, and you've got the you got you kind of give us an academic feather in our cap. So sure, we'll take you because it's about money, yeah. and you guys bring in eyeballs. Yeah, and ultimately, <laughs> this was all decided about A and M, and we were the sort of tag along. But but yeah. all along, we said, hey, look, you see how there's a Longhorn Network and not a Big Twelve Network, and every other fucking conference has their own conference network and we have the longhorn network yeah like, they're, they're running like the average here? joe's <laughs> average joe's gym <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like how are you i don't know it's just they they could this is a this they, is they a how many out bites out of a shit sandwich are you going to eat for your realize or take for your realize you're eating a shit sandwich yeah texas is the biggest shit sandwich anyone has ever tried to fucking down and these guys keep taking bites and i'm just like and that's why I'm, I'm so looking forward to them being in the SEC where they will not be the king of the fucking hill. You know what I mean? Like, Texas is going to take its lumps. And when they cry, huh. Alabama and Nick Saban are going to go, eat shit, Butch. You ain't the king around here. Yeah, and, well, uh, just, yeah, no, it's 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 just funny because, the, you know, from the outside looking in, unless, and you guys have been in the conference long enough to know this, it's not about the one-off bowl games that, you know, are close and all this other stuff. It's about just making it through the season. Just the gauntlet, the physical gauntlet that is the SEC. I don't care what side you're on. I mean, it's a legitimate fist fight 
And I could make the argument right now, Alabama's not going to be as elite, but the conference from top to bottom is about as deep as it's ever been, especially the West. There's not a bad team over there. You can't sleep on Mike Leach and the witchcraft and wizardry he'll pull out every now and then at Mississippi State. But, I mean, you come over here like – it ain't. It, this ain't Iowa State every week, buddy. You know, to quote Demarcus Cousins, like it yeah, in the park over here. It's that's right. That's what I'm saying. Texas is gonna. I mean, I think ultimately this is a smart move for Texas, and I think it's a smart move for the SEC. But I think I Texas what, is gonna take what some black Vandy eyes along the way. What if Vandy beats Texas? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, look, Kansas beat them. It's beat them like a couple times. That's Kansas only won like four games I'm in the last like decade. Two of them are to Texas. Yeah, Clark yeah. Lee, they won't even be having numbers on the jerseys in the game. Like, they'll be doing <laughs> yeah. some crazy shit stuff over there. You know, I'll, I, I think Oklahoma's going to be just fine because I, I will say this since we have been in the SEC and it's closing in on a decade now, we have learned that the SEC rabid fans, but literally do not care about anything outside of the bubble that is the SEC Southern culture and so like they don't even know what teams were in the big 12 probably and yeah. so they they can't sleep on oklahoma you know <laughs> you, you know you know what comes to my mind the first time that oklahoma goes to lsu and like because they don't understand like what that is like if, yeah. unless you've been there and, and seen that they're gonna think it's like when, when you go and, and this is a compliment to lsu fans it's like on pirates of the caribbean when they stop at those like towns at night and like everybody's hammered and just walking around dressed <laughs> yeah. up. you know they're corn like, what is going on yeah well they're, they're certainly going to learn a certain new breed of crazy at lsu when they go to lsu but like what i'm saying is that lsu people may not be ready for what they come to when they go to Norman, because I think they're going to expect, I don't know, to be like they will I, I drink what everybody in Norman under the table. I There's a few things I know in life, and that's one <laughs> LSU has never lost a party. Well, well I'm no, going to tell I, you what, never discount a place that never just, hey, don't, J-Boy, don't sleep on a town nobody ever wants to go to those midwestern <laughs> motherfuckers can put it away don't 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 sleep on them yeah that's what i'm gonna say like it granted i i, I am not questioning any drinking abilities at lsu but what i'm saying is the football atmosphere at an oklahoma game isn't easy you know what i mean like, oh no 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 i'm not talking about the actual game i'm talking about them going to lsu just to see that and and not you know i know how rabid oklahoma is and and my thing about oklahoma is this they really, you know, I think they're going to have the the Texas A and M kind of beginning, where they don't have uh, trouble scoring points, but they can't stop anybody. And and I look, and the Big Twelve had nobody drafted in the first round last year, not one person. That includes Oklahoma. That's yeah, not a good look. And no. I've watched their defense, and I know that that Grinch is is a good coach, but this is just different. When Alabama lines up and says, we're going to run the power right at Oklahoma for four quarters, I want to see what they do. When Sam Pittman and Arkansas decide they're going to line up and just run power and counter and play actually the whole game, and then you got to play Arkansas one week, then LSU the next. Then this, I mean, well, we're well, going to see. We're going to see. We will, but I'll tell you this right now, Jake. Oklahoma's going to kick a fucking mud hole in Arkansas. <laughs> oh, dude, I, hey, well, the real question is, the real question is, <laughs> Texas and Arkansas week two, how do you feel about that one? God, I think Arkansas in that matchup. You know what I mean? Man. Like I, I, but, We talk about a couple I, of male hairstylists going in a slap fight. So. Oh, God. I keep forgetting the Missouri-Arkansas rivalry. My fault, guys. I keep forgetting. Well, it's not a no. rivalry, really. Cause well, it's we y'all are right next to each other. Y'all well, my, right thing is, my thing is, is that Arkansas has become, for the last, since Sam Pittman got there, and at the beginning of Belima, 
they, they get this little beauty queen like, oh, people start being like, hey, you guys seen Arkansas lately? I'm like, it was never, not one time has it come to fruition. Not once. Sam Pittman won three games last year. Three games. And he does not have a coaching style. He's got a shtick, and it's going to wear out, and they're going to lose a lot of games. Man, I, I tend to disagree with you guys on that. I can't believe they won three games. Well, I can't <laughs> They either. had like eight players on defense the whole year. They were crying about that shit when we beat them last year. And I'm like, give me a break. We play at the end of November. It's the last game of the season. I don't want to hear anybody crying in, in, about injuries on the last game of the SEC football season. We're all Especially in the middle hurting. of COVID. Yeah, cry me a fucking river. <laughs> they haven't beaten us in six years. You know what I mean? Like, they, every, We get to hear about how tough Damn, Arkansas it's is going to be. How great Arkansas is coming right back. And I'm like, hey, beat it. You know, it's okay. We're in the second half of a decade, and you haven't seen a win against us. So, you know, they have our mm. stupid trophy, which is a knockoff That's of it. the LSU boot. But they have this red bar that supposedly goes onto the trophy if Arkansas ever wins that game. But we've never seen the bar. So, <laughs> you know, Arkansas can go <laughs> eat shit. Well, Vernon. This this is it's the Tennessee syndrome. They got remember when they hired uh, Brett? Oh, Arkansas. Arkansas, he's from Wisconsin. He won, knows how to win football games. Jack, blah, blah, yeah. blah. His wife's and now hot. we're right back there. Sam Pittman. Ooh, Sam Pittman. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this reminds me when everybody's jacking off Butch Jones. I'm like, aren't this guy? Like really? Oh God, who was doing that? Well, well all the talk is what a recruiter like, is. What a recruiter is. What a recruiter, man. He's going to take Tennessee to the top. I'm like, oh, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that I guy can't spell he, his own last name. You, I remember you they know caught where. that Hail Mary, and he, like, collapsed on the field. Yeah. He's like, I, couldn't be- I can't believe we won. Uh, I, I when he busted out the the Tennessee trash can, I just thought like, that was <laughs> bad. You can't, you can't get out of your own way. Yeah, buddy. people I mean, people don't realize how good Josh Dobbs was. He's like now he works at like NASA and with Elon Musk, like building rockets. I was on, but he doesn't have eyebrows. Yeah, he was drawn. He was drawn up like three dimensional plays, like involved you know the space time continuum for them to win. Yeah, I know, but that never nothing ever panned out for Tennessee. I mean, they're like yeah. we were trashing Butch. And uh, Tennessee people were saying, you know, he won nine games last year. And I'm like, yeah, and that's the high watermark. Is that like what you guys are shooting for? (laughs) He also went winless in the SEC. You know what I mean? That's pretty terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then I I forgot his name last week. Help me out. What was the next coach's name? Yeah, it was the pick from – it was uh, Pruitt. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And like yeah. Said, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy. Jeremy Pruitt. Pruitt. Yeah. I was calling him Scott they, Pruitt. Yeah. They hired Jeremy him Pruitt. after Clay Travis and the lunatics shot down the other guy, and then they hired Pruitt and brought in Fuller. And I'm just like, and like, hey, let's play the hits, guys. And uh, I was just like, who is running this place? It's like, it's it's bananas. <laughs> well, they let play the they, hits. They let Clay Travis's Twitter feed run their program for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I'm Brendan, I'm old enough to remember Clay Travis's Twitter feed actually talked about sports. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me, Colin. I checked out TJ Mo. You won't know TJ Mo, Jake, but he's basically our local uh, Clay Travis. Um, mm-hmm. He used to be a slot receiver for us. It was really good, but now he's on a local radio show and he's gone full politics all the time. And I, I went it's the worst. Like, yeah. yeah. That's my like, that's one thing with my show, man. We don't talk any politics at all, ever. <laughs> I don't not even not even like I don't even tested there's not enough time in the day there's other channels that got that stuff well okay. tj mo i looked at his last 10 tweets and seven of them were about politics and the la- only three of them were sports related and it was right when the texas and oklahoma news dropped so like if that hadn't happened it hadn't been a huge sport well you know I, you know what i think happens you, you know what I, I think it's a trap you know what i think happens is that 
and again, there's nothing wrong with having an opinion or whatever. But if you cover sports, I mean, I'm gonna talk about sports. So that's what I'm gonna talk about. And well, I think sometimes people. they tweet about politics, and like the tweet just like fires off because it's such a polarizing deal that half the country is going to start retweeting or whatever. And it just becomes like addicting. And they're like, man, I got 300 retweets off saying this political thing. When in reality there's, you know, I, I'm just not going to do it. No, well, I don't and, and it's your, you have to basically pick a side then and the half your audience. Yeah. Like I'm my, my side is sports. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I know. I want to be able to high five the Mizzou fans on, on, all, on all sides, sides of the, of the political. Yeah. yeah. The, the only vaccine I ever talk about is the one that had to figure out how to stop Q power and power read. That's the only two ones. <laughs> Give me a vaccine. I can figure out how to stop that on a consistent basis. Then we'll talk about it. I want, yeah. I want to, the science wanna, isn't uh, there yet. Yeah. I want whatever uh, Nick Saban's injected into his veins to, to, you know, live forever like Voldemort and just keep continuing to stomp everybody's head in. <laughs> We know it's the blood of infants, Colin. We've discussed. You think he like? You think he like snuck? He like snuck in the in the like Bryce Young's room as a kid and like like cut, like gave him like a lightning bolt on his forehead and was like one day I'm gonna get you from California. <laughs> nah, something and like, like that. His O line coach shows up on a flying bicycle, like picks him up in high school. He's figured yeah, out the I, secret to uh, long life and success. And uh, I mean, it, it may be a personal secret. Like maybe he just kills hobos at night, and it's uh, oh you know, but, man, that's uh, uh, whatever it is. I uh, I want to know what it is. Yeah, and it's like like absorbs their power. <laughs> yeah, something like yes. that. Sure, he's got a lot of hobo power. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. that's an M Night Shyamalan <laughs> twist, there, boys. Yeah, <laughs> that's how Nick Save has been so successful. Nobody knows it. Strangling that's, hobos. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, this is the kind of stuff that's going to break here only. You know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Next, they've been fueled by hobo power. Yeah, <laughs> like the but, secret. It's like, like comes out. It's like a thirty for thirty. Yeah. What if I told you? <laughs> it would be riveting during the pandemic to watch the Nick Saban hobo special. Uh, <laughs> but you know, speaking uh, of Nick Saban, I bet he is a guy that doesn't really give two shits about the whole <laughs> Texas Oklahoma thing. You know what I mean? Like it's really not going inf- to impact him at all. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I don't think. No, I, I no. I mean, I, I don't think Nick Saban. Wor- I think anytime Nick Saban ever worries about anything, he just has like. Like a media guy, like he just carries around with him and just looks at like the team photo and he's like, Oh wait, now I remember. Yeah, that's my team. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We oh, we yeah. literally have the best players on the planet. Like for a second there I was just thinking about it and then I just looked at the picture. It's like his green notebook from the water boy. He just looks at it whenever he's nervous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you remember do you remember rumors about Nick Saban maybe going to Texas? Like uh, there, I remember the rumor mill in Alabama was like, "Oh, his wife wants out of here. She wants the <laughs> that always shopping." Doesn't Texas say they were going to get everybody? They're like, "We're hearing Moses is actually going <laughs> to reincarnate in the flesh and leave yeah. Texas to a national championship." Yeah, Newt Rockney is yeah. coming back. It's like no, literally. Can you see it? The administration's like, "Give me Newt Rockney," and they're like, <laughs> "Okay, he, he passed away a long time ago." They're like, "Try and get him anyway." Yeah, no, no, he he's still he's alive. Elon Musk did the whole Frankenstein monster thing with him. He's still alive. Let's hire him. <laughs> yeah, you know they make such ridiculous decisions. They're like, "Oh, Tom Herman, he's going to be it," you know. And A and M looks at him and says, "You guys make crazy decisions." Kevin Sumlin's our man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we want stability. <laughs> oh my god i remember the i didn't know kevin sumlin at all and i remember uh like when he got hired and i saw one of his first interviews i just thought to myself this guy's a dumb-dumb like well, i think hired know, themselves okay. a full class full class dumb-dumb yeah do you remember when jimbo walked in there like the first time the head coach's office and he's like 
why is there a disco ball and a full service bar in here? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem right. Yeah, the yeah, secretary's right. like, I don't know. We were just told that's something that would be in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, and the cocaine is on the do. upper right hand drawer. So oh, just God. <laughs> yeah, I uh, was going to say, Jake, uh, on this green room platform, uh, anybody, if they want to ask a question, they can type it into the chat or they can ask you directly. And nice. so if there is anybody that wants it, like, Jake, what's your what would you say is your uh, specialty? You say you cover the SEC, but like, tell us a little bit more about the show and what you cover. Um, man, I, I, I talk about you know everything, you know schematics, uh, you know roster structure. We talk about you know previewing the SEC personnel, you know what, just everything that you can imagine. We talk about, and then you know we have guests on. I try and bring you know pretty high profile on there. We get you know Tim Brando, Brando regularly, SEC coaches, recruits all the time and stuff. So we pretty much hit it all. So I'm good with anything. Any question, just let me know. My thing is because of the fresh news that happened with our athletic director, Jake, I think that it's nice having it right after right after the news broke, but we kind of don't know anything. And it'll be interesting in a day or two to hear what sort of the fallout is of this deal, yeah. where Jim Sterk is going, what Mizzou is planning to do, because it does kind of suck in the middle of all these negotiations for realigning the conference, something that's going to be historic, to not have a guy at the table like who's yeah. has authority. So we're going to be hearing a lot of news, and put anything we hear is going on our Patreon account. So if you're a Patreon member, uh, we're going to – Try to fill you in when we find anything out. We're going to dig for sure. Every week on the show uh, during the season, we do a uh, segment called SEC Around the Horn. Yeah. Yep. And it's that's where we, we, of course, we talk Mizzou for three quarters of the show. And then there's a segment where we talk about what's going on in the league. And since you are a man who is watching the whole league and talking about it every day, you want to give us a, just a quick little breakdown of who you think's uh, good, who's bad, yeah, uh, who's going to be a sleeper, that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure, man. When I look at it, obviously, it's it's not hard to pick Alabama and Georgia in the West and the East. I'm not betting against Nick Saban, uh, even though I think, you know, uh, that second tier is going to be really interesting to see. I do think Alabama loses at least one regular season game. I think that's the point we've reached with Nick Saban, where those are the questions we have to ask. It just is what it is. Uh, I actually have LSU and A&M both finishing with the same record in the SEC, but I like LSU that last week of the season with A&M at home. I'm big on Max Johnson uh, with that offense with Jake Peets coming in, uh, that RPO being able to roll him out, uh, zone read type offense, which I think LSU is going to try and not only you know keep him off balance with RPOs, but spread it out. Uh, I've been told it's going to look somewhat similar to Steve Sarkeesian's offense, which means you know you're going to get your stack tight ends, you're going to get a decent amount of motions, uh, you're going to have answers in man, whether it's man beaters or you know answers in zone. Uh, Sark always has good quarter beaters, whether it's sale, uh, you know, uh, stick nods, stuff like that. Uh, but when you look at A and M, I mean, it's almost an inverse. We know how talented LSU is, but A and M's been stacking talent with Jimbo for a couple of years. He uh, has really beefed up the defense because that was, scoring was never A and M's problem. It was stopping anybody. And Mike Elko had the number one defense in the SEC last year. They returned most of those guys. Demarvin Leal is from another planet that we'll probably find about 200 years from now. That dude's going to be a top three pick overall. Uh, looking at Auburn, I think it is what it is with Harson in year one. He doesn't have the personnel to really do what he wants to do, uh, but I think it was the right hire. Uh, Bo Nix is a guy I think is going to be fine. I know it's a polarizing statement, but Mike Bobo is the closest thing to a quarterback whisperer uh, out of anybody. Ask Aaron Murray. Uh, who's a really about 5'11 at, at the highest, even though I like Aaron a lot. Um, if you look at 
Sleepers in the West, Ole Miss, of course. They can't be any worse on defense than they were last year. Uh, the craziest stat I've ever heard in football is that if they didn't put out a defense against Alabama last year, they'd only given up 20 more total yards. That's the most embarrassing thing I've ever heard in my life, so you know they'll be better. Uh, with Matt Corral returning, with Lebby returning, I love Jerry and Ely, the way they use them out of the backfield. Braylon Sanders is another guy that's going to be a stud. I like Mingo, too. Uh, and again, like I said, defensively, they can't be any worse. I think Durkin's going to get it fixed a little bit over there, at least keep them in games. Uh, I already told you what I think about Arkansas. But on the East, man, I think it's fascinating. Georgia, to me, is going to be the best team in the SEC. I think they have the best roster. I think Kirby's comfortable enough with Munkin and JT Daniels to be able to attack vertical on first down. I think they're going to almost pass to run with the weapons that they have, even though they got a ton in the backfield. Uh, they returned three of their five starters in the offensive line. But if you look, I mean, a guy like Amarius Mims is ready. I think he could play in the NFL literally in two years from now. And then defensively, adding uh, Tyke Smith, who's probably going to play nickel, Darian Kendrick. Uh, one of the lone uh, people on Clemson's defense that isn't returning is actually playing for Georgia. And then I got Kentucky finished in second. Uh, they're actually going to throw – they're actually going to – well, listen, I got good news for you. I got Kentucky finished in second. I think they're actually going to throw some forward passes this year. Uh, Liam Cohen, the guy from the Rams, uh, is very well respected. And the book's not out on him. That's another thing. People really don't know what to expect from him. Will Levis, I do. I think, uh, Will Levis is, <laughs> I think, is going to win the job. But defensively, I really love the way Kentucky stacked their personnel. I think Oxendine up front is going to be a special player. Uh, and they're so well coached in the middle. And then third, I got Missouri. There we go. I got Florida yeah, yeah. fourth in the East, man. Yeah, so, uh, and, and they've been hammering me for that. But I don't believe in that defense. And they lost Trask, Tony, Pitts, everybody under the sun, really, that makes plays. And don't give me Damon Pierce. The dude ran a wheel route for, for 44 hours during the season. So, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Vandy's whatever. Um, you know, I, I just – I really like Basilak a lot. I love what he came in and did against LSU. I love Vandy. When I talked to Drink, he was high on him. Uh, I like Swinson and, and the guys who all got a tight end, uh, Nico. And then I look at the defensive side. Uh, and look, I, I like the Rice kid, the Blaze Aldred. If your name's Blaze, you're either good at one of two things, one sports, and you can guess the other. Uh, but when you look uh, up front, you know, Whiteside, I think he's a really good player. I like Robinson. And then, you know, I talked, uh, uh, golly, his name escapes me right now. He's Joe's best defensive lineman. Yeah. Akil, golly. I yeah. literally talked to him. He's a great kid, by the way. Uh, I know. I, I was going to leave you hanging as long as I could on that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. It really adds to the suspense. It's, it's, you know, really adds to the value of the show. But no, man, uh, I just think they got to get depth on defense. But I love Basilisk. I call him the Basilisk. Yeah, we call him Bedazzled Sack. Um, oh, God. <laughs> but, hey, while you're on the topic of our Tigers and the East, uh, we did have a question in the chat. Jake Edwards asked, I feel like drinks recruiting is huge for Tiger fans mm. and has made. But has he made any waves to other SEC programs? Is Mizzou on the up as much as we think it is um, from the from outsider's perspective? Oh, man, that's a great question. I appreciate you asking it. I just really sounded like a, somebody in Congress right there, but I didn't mean to. I've been listening to too much stuff on the way to work. Um, no, look, you know, Drink, people knew when Drink came in the league, because coaches know each other. It's a very small fraternity that he can recruit. And the reason that he can recruit, number one, is he's actually himself. I always used to laugh when I'd go recruit and, and be recruiting against guys that were, you know, 35-year-old men trying to be fake to a 17- or 18-year-old, because if anybody can smell a fake person that's a 17- and 18-year-old, they walk up and down the high school hallway every day and see it. I mean, they literally have a Ph.D. in it, and he's actually himself. 
Uh, he always brings a bunch of juice, and he's relentless. That's another thing. Recruiting is year-round. The season is seasonal. Recruiting is year-round, and he's going to demand that from his staff. And another thing, Eli is, is very organized. That's another thing coaches pay attention to. He understands how to consolidate. He understands how to be efficient. And when you mix that with the, with the relentless work ethic, uh, take out his mind schematically, which I think he's very innovative on offense, and we talked about that on the show. Uh, he has made waves, and he's made – you know, if you notice, the narrative around Mizzou, at least in my eyes, uh, is changed. I, I, when I think of Mizzou now, I, I think of drink with the, drink in the football team. You know, I, I don't think of any, you know, circumstances going around, canvas or whatever. I think about what he's doing over there and, and, you know, the positive vibes over there. So, yeah, the coaches know that, but they knew that when he got in the league, even though they wouldn't admit it. Florida being number four in the East, that has to be a pick that um... – you know, that's that's probably your most controversial, I'd say, of, of yeah. where you stack everybody. Yeah. And look, it's very simple to me. You know, I we, we talk about personnel, and let's just look at the personnel first. Let's, you look at the personnel, then you look at the schedule. All right, offensively. People can say that Emory Jones is, you know, you know, kind of more of the Dan Mullen prototypical quarterback. I promise you Dan Mullen would take Kyle Trask again. I, I promise yeah. you in a second he would take Kyle Trask again. And Dan Mullen – is one of the best minds in college football. Now, I don't think he likes coaching in college because having to deal with academics, having to deal with recruiting, uh, from a schematical standpoint, he's brilliant. That's why his offenses will always be successful. But there's no way to replicate what they did last year offensively with the personnel they have this year. They can't do it as fast. Uh, that tied in was that tied in was out of this. I mean, yeah, that Pitts tied was in generational. Was He's a generational he was, player. Yeah, they, got rid was, of Julio, they got rid of Julio Jones for him. That's how good he is. Let that, yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. Really, let that sink in. But here's the thing. Last year's defense was a disaster from the jump. And they won the East because their offense was unbelievable. They hung in the Alabama game because their offense was unbelievable. Now, pair a less potent offense – with a defense that I don't think is making huge strides. You just lost your best safety to LSU, and Todd Grantham's under the hottest seat of any coordinator in the country, and you got Bama week three, and you go to Kentucky, and you go to Missouri, and you go to LSU, and you go to South Carolina. You get Georgia and Jacksonville. I could see him going downhill quicker than a snowball, man. God, well, I know I, you're right. <laughs> I'm tumescent. Listen to that. <laughs> Jay Thompson asks, what do you think will happen with the other Big 12 schools? Who goes Power 5 and who goes Group mm, 5? Man, I want it. Oh, Jay, you know how to ask questions, bro. Um, I wanted to break this tomorrow, but this is this is being released tomorrow. Just we uh, Nobody yeah, tweet this true. out because I'm dropping this tomorrow. From right. what I am hearing, from what I am hearing from a very, very, very good source, is that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are going to merge and when they no do, way. the Big 12 is going to ask Kansas and Texas Tech not to come with them. That's what <laughs> I've been told at this point. No wow. way. That would be – that's too insane to be true. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's – and again, you know, it's it's a crazy landscape right now, but that's what I've heard. Well, you know, when Texas well, and Oklahoma – Flirted, Texas and Oklahoma flirted with going to the Pac-12 a few years back. And one of the reasons they didn't go was that the Texas and Oklahoma legislatures basically said, if you take our good teams, you got to take our dogs too. And they said, if you take Texas, you have to take Texas Tech. And Oklahoma did the same thing with Oklahoma State. And the Pac-12 cares a little bit about academics, at least more than the SEC does. And they looked at the resume of Texas Tech and Oklahoma State, and they saw that a lot of the graduates there can barely make the fries. And they said, no, <laughs> "Oh God!" 
So, I, I mean, I can see them not wanting Texas Tech. It is a school for people who can't read good. Mm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I think that – Did I mean, Derek Zoolander I- build it? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Ultimately, all this stuff seems to be happening in these cycles. We had the BCS, and then we fi- – and the, now we have the playoff system, and then it's uh, going to – now it's going to 12. And along with that, these conferences keep realigning every few years. I feel like at some point we're gonna, just going to turn into the AFC and the NFC. There's going to – the conferences are going to be oh, huge yeah. mega conferences, playing in divisions, and it's just going to work just like the NFL. I mean, at well, some point yeah. – I mean, it, our, we our kids will probably see it. Well, I, right now, the way it's looking, you got the AFC, the NFC, and the SEC, and everything else really doesn't matter. Do you, I, not to be conspiratorial, but don't you think the the talk about the twelve team playoff and then the Texas Oklahoma conference restructuring, those things didn't happen in a bubble? Like, don't you think that a lot of those conversations were happening in the same room? There's oh, yeah. a no lot doubt. of bourbon was drank. Oh, I mean, it, it looked like the scene from American Sniper when like the senator sitting at the log cabin at the end. Was yeah. Like, oh, buddy, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think we've eaten up an like, hour we of should, your life. So, oh, yeah, no, this we, is a great time, man. We'll have a great to time. wrap it up here. Colin, was there any additional topics we didn't cover because of all the breaking news tonight? Gosh, if there was, I've forgotten. I've had so much fun. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Thank you so much, Jake Kane. I, Crane, I do want to send everybody over to your podcast and get the word out. So uh, the J-Boy Show, tell us where people can find it and what to expect yeah, man, I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys asking me on, too. This was fun. No, we're uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, we're on YouTube as well, The J-Boy Show. Uh, we pump out shows six days a week, so come check us out. On that note, we will be back next week, and hopefully we'll have more answers on the Sturk situation as football rolls near. So, guys, thanks for thanks for tuning in, and uh, it's been fun. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Go Tigers. Maybe he just kills hobos at night. And it's, uh, oh, but, man, that's uh, uh, Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs>